Yeah, and if you need uh, if you need help seeing those now, I've got it up um, on my screen even larger, so I can uh, I can read any okay. of these details now because in the production software it'll it'll be crisp on the uh, audience end, but in here sometimes it's a little more difficult to see it. So okay. now we've got um, this chart here, yeah, energy. Exxon again, energy energy supply evolves to meet demand projections. So you got two things going on in this chart. You got bars, and each bar is oil, gas, coal, biomass, nuclear, wind and solar combined again, hydro and biofuel. And then you have these little lines under each of those categories. So the little lines are where it was in 2019. And where the bar is currently on the graph is where they project it to be in 2050. So oil in 2019 is lower than where they projected to be in 2050. They don't give you the numbers, but it's up a little bit. I think it says uh, 0.3%. Yeah, 0.3%, which is what you expect because it's, it's already everywhere. Natural gas grows quite a bit because they're switching over for, uh, electrical electricity generation. But again, it's way higher from uh, 2019 to 2050. Coal goes down. That that's just the switching from coal to natural gas power plants, biomass, nuclear, wind and solar goes up a lot. But again, wind and solar is starting at about one two percent and going to six. It's not going to a hundred percent, and oil and natural gas going to zero at all. Yeah, and that's we're talking about all EV cars. But look at the amount of oil; it goes up in their scenario. But like 90% of transportation, i.e. EV cars, is oil. So they know the EV cars aren't going to work. Well, what, I mean, to, this is a different source telling you this. Basically, no, well, I right? was going to say, what's really nice about this is you're seeing this come out of the uh, oil and gas industry. And the other right. stuff we were looking at was coming out of the scientists behind the EV industry, you know, the climate hustle. And so now right. you're able to take two pieces of information and lay them on top of each other and show one industry that it should be shrinking is showing growth and the other industry that's supposed to be growing is showing that they're not going to be able to do it. <laughs> so, I mean, it's really cool to look at these from different sources. Exactly. And then right, we have the next set of charts are from the uh, international energy agency. Um, again, this is just a, a chart here where the total energy supply in 2019, you add up oil, natural gas, and coal, it's 81%. And wind and solar is two. Yeah, it's two percent. Two. All right, now this right. one. Yeah, these are all so that for the audience. These these last set of charts are all from the International Energy Agency's report that came out last year. Um, so this is annual electric car sales versus the sustainable development scenario. I think we've kind of seen this chart in the other in something else. Uh, so 2020, it's it's like a blip on the graph, and then 2050, or is it, does it say 2050? 2030, and then 2040. 2030, yeah. So 2030, 2040. So 2040, it's going to go from a blip to 55 million cars, and this is uh, different countries, not the 250 million that they said in the other graph, but 50 million. It's it's like looking at the uh, the Eiffel Tower compared to a single family home one story ranch house. yes that's what the bar graphs look like 
Uh, total now, mineral demand. Uh, we got the same comparison here. We've got the single family ranch house compared to the Eiffel Tower times two. It, and then the right hand side, it shows you how much of these metals uh, have to go up. So lithium, nickel, cobalt, manganese, copper, graphite, and rare earth. And the two that stand out are lithium and cobalt. They I put the little X here because it's not 40% or four, it's, it's 40 times. They have to go up in supply 40 times by 2040. That's 17 years. Wow. Okay. So that's part of what we were reading in that report where yeah. it was talking about them having to find these mines and dig these mines. What was it like? Uh, what was it? Two 20, out of two out of a thousand. And it takes 20 years to find and, and, uh, find a deposit and, and, and make a mine viable. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to do it 40. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. And so this is a, a similar chart. Uh, I can't. Well, read here's the good news: they can't kill, kill all the humans because there's going to need a lot of people to be working at these uh, mines here. Folks. Mines. Well, there's not going to be trees left. <laughs> they're yeah. going to strip mine the whole planet to find these minerals to save the planet. The they're going to they're going to strip mine the planet to save the planet. That's one of the other yeah. big ones we didn't say here today. But this is always the stuff. I I mean, I was saying that years ago. Like you have to use common sense and critical thinking and try to boil this stuff down to bumper sticker slogans that you can tell your friends and family, people you're trying to explain this to. So you're going to strip mine the planet to save the planet. It's just like at the grocery store where they get rid of the plastic bags, right? Like they're doing yeah. it in Maryland now. And they're make, they, they did this years ago. I guess it went away and came back. But then you, you have to use uh, the paper bags. So, okay, so you're going to stop pollution with the plastic bags, but you're going to kill all the trees with the paper bags, but don't worry because you have to pay 10 cents for the paper bag. That's like a carbon credit. By you paying 10 cents for the bag, how is that saving the planet in any way whatsoever? They're just saying, you're a polluter, you're helping destroy the planet, you pay 10 cents, and don't worry, you're off the hook. That's all it is. It's the same thing. <laughs> That's all it is. It is. Bring your own cotton bag. But no, but no, but did you? But did you? Yeah, but did you see how they tried to get rid of that during COVID? What they say? The cashiers are afraid to touch your dirty bags, so we're going to go back to the other bags because we don't want you to use the ones that we're not making money off of and continuing to pollute the planet. Because you buy one yeah. grocery plastic bag and you use it for the rest of your life. They don't want that. I was at a I was at a coffee shop. I guess it was 21 and I uh, went to pay in cash, local coffee shop. And the young lady goes, Oh, we don't take cash. She, her eyes got real big. We don't, we don't take cash only card. I said, why? She goes, because of COVID. <laughs> like that was the, the answer. I go, so, so germs are on cash, but not on plastic cards. And she looked, she, she, she's got this blank look on her face and she goes, uh, I don't know. You have to talk to the manager. Yeah. No, I, I did that. I used to do that uh, during COVID all the time to break balls. So if I was in like a coffee shop or something where they're using a tablet with basically a square uh, reader, I used to do yeah. that. They would go, oh, no cash because of COVID. I go, oh, okay. And then I'd fumble around for a minute and go, I don't know how to stick the card in. And then I'd hand it to her and I go, uh oh, you just got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we got to wrap these charts up because I got I to right. eat some lunch and go to the bathroom. You'd probably do too. 
Yeah. Okay, so mineral demand by solar PV, uh, again, going from 2020 at like, what, 750? Whatever that, uh, I can't. This is 750 up to 750 up to 1750, and it's mineral demand for solar PV by scenario 2020 to 2040. So it's got a triple. It's got a triple. Not happening. Okay, next chart. Overall demand from wind in the base scenarios again going from 600 to 1800. Uh, Not going to happen. And this is all the metals combined. How much has to go up? So it's got a triple for just for wind, the metal supply. Uh, mineral demand for battery storage. Here we go again, right? So you've got uh, nickel bat for battery storage has to go up 150 times. Wow. By wow, that one is damn. That's a lot of mines. That's a lot of mines we got to we got to build and find. Wow, that's oh wow, that's crazy. This, this stuff's crazy. Cobalt, same thing, right? Okay, you go over, it's got to go up a lot from 150 to 700. It's not happening. Uh, lithium demand goes from a very small amount up to a thousand, and uh, it's again looking at like the Eiffel Tower versus like uh, a four wheeler, right? And so, folks, just to clarify, in case you're getting lost, it's just what you're looking at is the current demand for that mineral that that uh, like say in this case, what's it, lithium? in 2020 right. compared to what it has to be or what it's going to be in 2040. in 2040 in order to reach all of these sustainable goals right so with everything right. that they're promising that they're going to move us to you know wind solar uh battery powered all this kind of stuff this is the amount of actual resources they're going to need in order to reach these goals that they are promising exactly and it's every metal. So you can see that, you know, it's not just one metal out of 10. It's all of them are just so, like, on another solar system not happening. This one is uh, nickel demand going from, I don't know, 2,500 up to 6,000 tons, I guess it is. It's just, it's just never going to happen. And then growth in demand by... Um, this is for selected uh, battery-related minerals from clean energy technologies in 2040 relative to 2020 levels by scenario. And so okay. you've got so lithium, lithium, graphene, mm -hmm. cobalt, nickel, and what's that, Meg? Is that Meg? Uh, I can't Mag read it. Manganese, I think. Manganese. Okay. Yeah, so you've got lithium going from, uh, say, the base case scenario is, well, it's, it's based on 2020, to meet the the sustainable development goals, it's got to go up forty times. Nickel or graphene's got to go up twenty five times. Copper's got to go up twenty times. Uh, nickel's got to go up twenty times, and manganese has got to go up ten times. Wow, this is crazy. Yeah, so it's basic crazy. Now these charts came out of uh, who provided these ones? International Energy Agency. Okay, so that and is so they're on board with this stuff, right? Yeah, they're they're part of the climate hustle. 
Well, I mean, they produce a lot of, you know, oil, oil demand and uh, production supply data, but they're part of the climate hustle. Yeah, they've been. Okay, so they're part of the climate hustle. They would be the equivalent of the FDA for the energy stuff. So, so, no, but let me just ask you. So when you look at these graphs, if you're somebody in the industry, like you said, the heads of these NGOs that have to implement this, you would see these kind of charts. But unless you read that thing that we read out of, uh, what was it, Finland? Yeah. You wouldn't realize that it can't be done. You would just be looking at them going, oh, okay, we only got to go up 17,000%. All right, that looks doable. You would just assume that all this can be done, right? Call Caterpillar. We got to get some tractors. Yeah. No, I mean, if you if you were like uh, a congressman on the Republican Party that was put in charge of standing in front of uh, C-SPAN cameras and presenting these charts, you would just be reading them off as if it's like a matter of fact and it's all doable, right? Because you're not sitting there You'd saying... Be, John but Kerry the, just did this the other day. We got to hurry up, folks. We, we got to do more. We got to hurry up. That's exactly what he just did. Okay, so maybe part of this is they're trying to present a scenario that is unachievable because that's how they're going to usher people in to make this go quicker because then that's part of going to be the sell for more carbon credits and more CBDC because they're going to say they're going to need more investment dollars that because the dollars are going to be used to offset and we need to drill more mines and this is how we're going to generate all the money to do it. I think what it's going to be is it's going to be like, look, we told you what we needed to do by 2040, 2050. You didn't listen to us. And now the whole world's going to, we're all going to die. So now you have to use carbon credits. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's the sell-in. That's going to be the buy-in is they're going to, they set up something that is unachievable. And so yep. now they're going to blame it on us. Yep. <clears throat> or they're going to say they don't have enough cash to generate all the things they need. And so they've got two different ways there to sell you into uh, CBDC and yep. a you, UBI, you no which choice. is going to, right. Exactly. Yep. And if they drive you into UBI, then they're going to be able to limit your movements too. Because if you're only, let's say we're in the current system and you're only getting, let's say 3000 us dollars in UBI a month, they're able, they know the formulas. They're going to basically pay you, like with welfare, to just be able to maybe afford your rent. And you're not going to be able to go on vacation or drive anywhere. So they're going to be able to get rid of all of that as well. You're going to say that's right. what's going to offset this is that now we have to limit your movements because if you move, you're killing the planet. <laughs> All right. Well, so this and, one. And you're going to see in other documents on, on uh, you know, subsequent shows that we do to follow this up. You're going to see how they're going to drive inflation because they're telling you. They tell you how yeah. they're going to do it. Oh, yeah. No, we're going to get into that. So this yeah. is committed mine production and primary demand for lithium 2020 to 2030. And right. this so, says based on current uh, mine demand, what's under what's operating and what's under construction. So combining those two alone, you've got a thousand lithium carbonate equivalent. Okay. But under their scenario, we have to be at two thousand seven hundred and fifty by twenty thirty, seven years. So you better hurry up. <laughs> same exact chart for cobalt next slide okay this is total mineral demand for clean energy technologies from 2010 to 2040 
2010, we were, uh, it's got yellow, green, light blue, dark blue, and uh, a lighter green for the different colors. So we've got wind and solar and um, hydro, and I can't read these others at the bottom. The little dot, colored dots at the bottom. Yeah, that's all right. I can't, uh, I don't have don't that one it. in this. I, I can yeah. explain it. Okay, so the yellow is solar, I believe, correct? It's on the left-hand side, but your logo's co coloring it up. Or is it elect electricity something? Oh, it might be electricity, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it goes up a little bit for folks from 2010 to their 2040 scenario. Um, the dark green goes up a lot, and that's the uh, battery storage. Well, because they really firmly believe that all these metals and minerals can be mined and put into production. <laughs> and the little teeny tiny green is the uh, low carbon power generation goes from a little blip to a, you know a decent blip. Um, and so that's what all this chart showing is that yeah this this can really be done. All right, and then we've got this one here. This is, is the, the final chart. one. This is the money chart. So we just went through all these metals and minerals and said, okay, we got to increase production by forty times. Okay. And the scientists told us it takes, uh, to get one or two productive mines, it takes a thousand deposits or found for whatever mineral or metal, right? Say lithium. Well, this is saying, again, from a different source, that if you find a lithium deposit, to get it to a productive mine and, and actually producing takes, on average, 17 years. Okay, but they want to do this by 2030. So yeah. how, how are we going to increase lithium production 40 times and find 40,000 deposits to make, you know, 40 mines in seven years? Not 17. How's this going? Wait, and, uh, yeah, how long, and how long did it say that it takes them to actually get the mine up to, uh, to operational? This is this is the bar chart on the left. It's seventeen years on average. Oh, so, okay. That what's well, really interesting because I was telling you when I was in Poland, my father in law used to work for. It's the largest, I believe, in Poland. It's the largest coal fired electric plant, and it was. It might have been Europe's largest coal fired electric plant, and then it was Poland's largest coal reserve, which they're closing down, and they're going to fill in the giant hole that looks like a crater fell from the sky, and they're going to turn it into basically like the largest man-made lake slash Disney World, and they're promising all the people that work there that we're going to retrain you to work at Disney World. But I'm not kidding you. Like This is a real thing there in Poland. Well, now we just saw it's that they just- small world going into the ground. Then they just signed a deal with Westinghouse now for this giant uh, nuke plant. And so uh, it's all of it's lining up. But when I was there, you know, my father-in-law just, he kind of watches whatever Poland version of Fox News is. So he only works from that mentality. Same as you talk to my dad here. So he's telling me, and then I looked it up and I was like, oh yeah, that was all in like a UN treaty for them to start closing all the coal plants down. And so there you go. That's that's part of where you saw in one of the graphs with coal dropping. And that's obviously, uh, obviously why. So what are your, uh, so to sum up this whole episode here, on the, I'm glad, hey, we went long, but that's fine. We got all the climate stuff wrapped up in one episode. So what are yeah. your uh, final words for everybody out there, your summer, your conclusion on the climate hustle? 
So I hope, you know, this is not just me or you sitting at home saying, hey, this climate change is, is, is a hoax. It's not real. And, and all this, you know, green push, if you will, is, is really going to happen. I, I, it's not us saying that, right? This is the real data coming from them, their side, not ours, coming from them saying not only does uh, CO2 not cause global warming, it's also predominantly not caused by humans. That's from their scientists. Then we have all these charts saying this whole green thing that all the politicians are pushing, it clearly is a grift to, for them to make money and their friends to make money and for them to steal money from us from taxpayer dollars in every country because we're going to get into that. You're going to see how much money they want every year for this stuff. It is obviously a grift, obviously. There is no way in, in their best wishes that any of this is ever going to come to fruition. Oh, definitely. And so, uh, and I'll let you go in a second. So the next step, the next phase that we're going to get into centers around the uh, Bank for International Settlements. Yeah, the head of the mafia, Don, the banks. The banks. And then we're going to show how uh, they're basically working to sort of monopolize control of all of the natural resources. Or at least a significant portion of them. They will get yes. them all if they want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, there'll be some resistance. You know, there's some guns out there, too. <laughs> so they don't want see, that fight. But see, they're behind the climate grift as well. And then yeah. they're going to be behind the centralized power around the resources, which are the resources that they yeah well which are the resources that they are claiming that you're going to need to have access to to build this new uh uh climate yeah. hustle world yeah. so yeah. as you're going out looking for cobalt and graphene and all this other stuff you're going to have to knock on the door of the people that are telling you you need it to comply with the new climate change world that they're building I wish I knew how to do those types of royalties and minerals. I want to own the minerals under the ground with the lithium and cobalt and all that stuff too. Yeah, but let me ask you, if these guys come and seize it, are they going to continue to pay you royalties? Or are they just going to tell you, get out of my way? Yeah, well, I mean, okay, there's 100 years of case law for property law here in this country. They'd have to do something to take, not that they couldn't, but they'd have to overcome that in the court system and the, the legislative system. But if they want to mine it, paying a small, you know, 12, 15% royalties, chump change. Well, that, well, that's what I think. And that, and that gets into, uh, I'm not going to get into the whole jury nullification stuff that Legal Man at the Quash talks about. But for me, there's gonna, there, we're in a bridge. The bridge is the fourth industrial revolution. That is the bridge from the third industrial era to the fourth industrial era. And so a lot of things are going to change over the next three, five, 10, 12 years. This is what people have to prepare for. One of which will be the legal system and all the case law and everything else. Eventually in the technocracy, that's going to go out the window. Go back to 1933. Look at Howard Scott's stuff on technocracy. One no of the big things is no government, no politicians, <laughs> no government. One. And no property rights, no personal property. Right. That is what they advocate for. So if they seize all the property under the state, just don't have to call the technocracy. It's the state. It's the same thing you currently have. It's just more centralized and run by Elon Musk and Peter Thiel and the engineers that want to control the system. But that's where they end up 
going with this. But in the meantime, just like we're talking about depopulation, they can't do some of this stuff overnight. Like they're not, you're not going to wake up tomorrow and they're going to say, we're closing down the courts. You have no due process and all the case laws out the window. This has to be slowly, slowly transitioned in. They'll start working that in to your kids right now, your grandkids. This is like you said, this is generational. These guys think that way. They're not thinking about what happens tomorrow. They're thinking about how they move A to Z over a 10-year period, a 12-year period, a 15-year period. Right. Right, which is where it got to me with like the, my oil and gas royalty business. It's like, okay, there's no way this is going to roll out in the next 10, 20 years. No way. There's you In every country, they got to do this too. There's going to be such massive resistance if they do that, and they want to go the path of least resistance. I mean, if you if you read, I think it was Brzezinski that said you can't go and fight the Constitution head on. You have to do an end in run around it, right? And so they got to do the same thing here in every country. So if they're going to take the minerals, it's it's going to be two, three generations from now. It isn't going to be now. Yep. A hundred percent. And you're right about that, too, on the uh, Constitution, which and you can use all these things for your power against it. So you can use free speech under the Constitution to advocate for a completely different system. (laughs) And that's how you end up using freedom to eat freedom alive. I mean, this is how you do it. My freedom of speech to say we need to overthrow everything and usher in a technocratic control grid. Exactly. I mean, you know, we wondered for all these years how the commies were allowed to run around and talk about this stuff openly. So uh, where do you want uh, for now? Where do you want people to, to follow you, reach out to you? You're over at pain.tv slash gold. Uh, you're on yeah, Twitter. That's the easiest place. I'm on Twitter, but I'm rarely on there anymore. And I just literally got on there this year to kind of test the waters and see. Uh, it's my first social media account ever. And see what kind of news I could find. I'm not really finding. I didn't find any of this crap on Twitter. Uh, so I don't know much longer I'm going to be on Twitter. <laughs> I might leave it up, but I'm not really on there, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. I check it like once a week. So yeah, oh, okay. message me on pain.tv. It's my real name, which is James. The pain, the subscribers, will, they'll be able to find me under the hot wires and stuff. I don't want to say it out loud. Publicly. Subscribers. Yeah. yeah, you guys. Yeah, you guys can find him uh, over there. Also, if you're interested, you can reach out to me at uh, any of the links in the description of this episode, uh, or at gold at pain TV is the email, and then I'll just send you a link over to his profile on pain TV. If you guys want to reach out, you just have to join, and you can reach him through there. Um, like I said, it operates like Facebook. There's an app and a website. Mike did a really good job with that, and so and there's a lot of changes and updates coming uh pretty soon so you can reach out on dm if you have any questions so the next episode we'll get into bank for international settlements and then eventually if you guys want to check out also if you're a member of the hotwire at pain.tv slash gold you can see some of the specials he did with mike and then he's also going to be talking about i'll mention it because you came on here and gave us four hours of your time a lot of this research he did was over the years for this oil and gas uh, royalties business and investments he's been making. So he's going to be talking about that on the hot wire as well. And then maybe eventually we'll uh, do a longer show or something on that. He explained it to me yesterday on the phone. It's actually quite interesting. And it, I find it to be fascinating because a lot of people my age that are around 40, they're stuck between when they just started saving at 25 to Looking at retirement, if you're going off to 
current fake American nightmare dream scenario, 60 or 65. And so they're like, holy crap, what's going to happen to my 401k? What's going to happen to my IRA? What happens if you have a little investment count with stocks? People are looking for ways to get out of this and invest in other things. I mean, you could take your cash and bury it in your backyard, but by the time uh, inflation really gets us, your hundred grand you put in cash in your backyard is going to be worth 50 grand next week. So so that's a, it's a great tease and yeah i want to talk to you about it remember that chart on the s p 500 I, I sent you you yeah. probably don't have it queued up but pull it up if you've got it quickly pull it up real quick i talked about this chart uh with mike on the first hot wire i did with him too because this chart people need to see this because it, it blows your mind when you you're like what buy and hold what are you talking about don't sell don't get out it's it's not coming back anytime soon. Wait, hold you on one second. So you want you, you want me to pull that? Uh, let's see, S and P. I got it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull that chart up so people can on. see it. it we'll give them a big tease. There you go. Now, this is created by a chartered financial analyst. That's not some some you know rinky dink uh, credentials. It's a it's three tests given over three years. You got to pass in succession. It's extremely difficult. So you got to be wicked smart to, to do that, number one. Number two, the source data is Bob Schiller. Yes, the Yale economist Bob Schiller is his S&P 500 open-sourced uh, Excel spreadsheet going back to 1871. And you can see here when you factor in just the government CPI inflation and the downturns of the stock market, it takes 23 years, 29 years, 22 years, 14 years to get back to break even. So if you're listening to financial advisors saying you're going to average six, seven, eight percent a year, and you go 20 years with averaging zero, what do you have? What rate of return do you have to earn over the next 10, 20, 30 years to get back to that six, seven, eight year plan? Yeah. No, I'll that's crazy. I'll, that. put, I'll I'll put that up there too over at uh with the with this stuff just so people can see it over at the uh, pain TV slash gold video version of this. But yeah, we'll get into that because again, yeah. I, I mean, this show, Mike show, everyone out there that's doing, I think, honest content, trying to find the answers, trying to like again with me. It's not really the answers. It's about figuring out where where we're going to be in five or ten years because, like I say on the show all the time. With our baby on the way, I'm going to have to raise my kid. We're we're going the homeschool route anyway, but I have to figure out what skills they're going to need in 10, 15 years to be able to survive, to be able to create some kind of revenue. And so we've decided we're basically going to train the kid from everything from full Amish all the way to like a computer programmer, an introduction to neuroscience, whatever it is, they're going to make up their decision when they're 13, 14 year olds, which direction they want to go. I told them I, years ago, it would have been a smart plan to set them up with the CIA. Um, yeah, I mean, so you have to think about this stuff, and that's why. Be a criminal. <laughs> Grow yeah. up to be a criminal. Exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. You, white collar criminal. Yes, a white collar criminal. But I'll just say one of the decisions I think that are, people are going to have to face in the next, I think within a year, people have to start to think about this. You're going to have to make the decision if the next rug pull that's coming is the rug pull 
of all rug pulls because it's pushing us into technocracy. And so the idea that we operated under really since post-World War II of like moving out to the suburbs, saving money for your kid to go to college, and then saving up cash to go retire to the golf course in Disney World, that American dream might have been, it's now an American nightmare. Like it's not realistic. And so unlike say 2007, 2008, then there's a bounce back, you know, the market rallies under Trump, your 401k goes up now it's back down at some point there's going to be a rug pull where it doesn't come back and so you're going to have to make the decision when it's time to face reality cbdc yep so when is the time to pull the ejection cord and escape this thing and have a chance at making new plans making new investments figuring out a way to sort of exit this current system because you're going to be forced and funneled into something else like you said if they introduce ubi they introduce cbdc if your money's tied up in 401ks and uh iron all this stuff they've got you by the balls they can say oh guess what the whole system is insolvent but we're going to make you whole don't worry we're going to give you cbdc which is going to be worthless carbon credits is what they're going to hand you and so exactly so so let's do the math they what year do they want to implement this 2050 right what year is it today 2022 going into 2023 so we have roughly 27 years right the chart we just showed how how long to back to break even? <laughs> 22, 23 years? Right. Is it ever going to come back? I don't yeah. know. Well, and that's why we'll get into it eventually. Like I, I explained to the audience too the last couple of days. Like you can't technically give you know financial advice I, I, you know, I based on regulations. Advice. But we could talk in generalities like uh, like I do with legal man, he has to be careful as a lawyer. He can't technically give out legal advice over a show, but right. there's situations where, Hey, um, you know, if you've got money tied up in a 401k, is it best to just cut my losses, pay the penalties? How would you go about doing that? Things like that are important because we could all understand this, but the, when you talk about solutions, the solutions start in your home, as we've been saying here, like with the smart yeah. technology, with uh, food that you're buying from the crappy grocery store. I mean, these are things you start to do in your house. you got to build your homestead first, and then you can go out and start to preach this stuff to your friends and family. But you're not going to organize a revolt against the system. The revolt has to be house by house by house. I think that's how it actually yeah. starts. From the ground up. From the ground yep. up, build local communities. And, and I think that's the final show when we wrap this whole series up is we just talk about all those different things and what we can do and what we need to do. And from an investment perspective, I, yeah, I cannot give investment advice. It's not my business. I'm not licensed to do it anymore. And everybody's unique. Everybody's situation is unique. Every person's unique. So I can certainly talk in generalities and I can certainly say, hey, go look at this. Think about this. And yeah, you make your own decision. I'm not making your decision, but oh, exactly, at- exactly. Just the various investment uh, arms that you can look at. Um, right, you know, different thing. Like you said, real estate, oil and gas royalties. I mean, there's other options out there. Um, you know, but these are the things you have to start thinking about if you really want to start to insulate yourself from what's coming. I mean, and they are going right. to push. They've got 20, 30 goals 
like I said, across this, across the UN stuff, across the transhumanist stuff, across the technical. I mean, there's 2030 is written into almost anything you will find coming out of the elite power structure. They have goals that are all going to converge at one time. So, all right, Jim, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Uh, again, everybody uh, can reach out to Jim at pain.tv slash gold. Thank you for your time, man. I'm right on four hours, believe it or not. That's the wow. longest show I've done. I don't like to do the Joe Rogan shows, but here we are. Wow. All right. Yeah. Thank it, it, so we're both hungry. I hope um, over the next few days, I know you're going to have a new baby. So I hope everybody's healthy and uh, and look forward to hearing the news when, when that day arrives. Well, we'll thank you very much. In a week or two. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. And then, uh, yeah, we were in here four hours. For all I know, there's a baby crawling around on the floor right now looking <laughs> for a steak. So, all right, man. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, Take leave care. us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts along with a comment. Join us over at pain.tv slash gold. Folks, my name is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion... at pain.tv slash gold.